Romans 8, 26 and 27. The Word of God says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Over the last quarter, Adam and I have been able to teach the high school class on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, and I know both of us have profited a lot uh, from our time with the high school. I want to commend them and their faith and their desire to draw closer to God. One of the things that I've done on several Sundays is I've asked them to take a scripture that we were studying and pray that scripture back to God. Write it out. Take a moment and turn in your Bible to 1 John 4, 19 through 21. 1 John 4, 19 through 21. God's word says... We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This commandment we must have from him that whoever loves God must also love his brother. I asked some of the young people in that class, could I read what they had prayed back to God? And could we share in this week's bulletin article some of their thoughts? Listen, based on 1 John 4, 19 through 21, dear God, please help us to love with all our hearts and soul. Please help us to love you because you're the creator of love and its designer and our designer too. Help us to love others the way you love us with long-suffering and patience. Help us to love because it is from you. Because how can we say that we love you if we don't? Love others in Christ's name. Lord God Almighty, help me to realize that love is not possible without you. You're the creator of all that's good. Help me to always remember that in order to love you and show that love, I must love those who are around me. Help me to be a better example in showing your love by the way I live my life. Help me to love you more every day and to grow in my relationship with you and with others. In Christ's name. 
They're taking the same passage, but they're praying it back in their own way to God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us when we might not have loved you. Thank you for showing us how to love and what love is. Lord, please help us to love everyone, even when they don't love us back. Please help us to see the good in people, Lord. Please always help us to talk to people out of love, even if they don't talk to us that way. Thank you, Lord, for showing us agape love. Please help us to show that to people even when we might not get something out of it, Lord. Please help us to see everybody for their soul and the value of that soul. In Christ's name. One more. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me when I fall short. Lord, please help me to love the people around me. Please help me to remember that those around me are your creation, God, and that I should love them because they were made in your image. Lord, help me to have patience with those I'm around. Help me to be kind and gentle and loving, Lord. Help me to go throughout my days shining your light, God, so that others may see you and draw closer to you and love you too. In Christ's name. Certainly I can appreciate the heart in each of those prayers from 1 John 4, 19-21. And I know you will too, and do. Open your Bibles, please, to the 8th chapter of Romans. Romans chapter 8. And briefly, let's consider Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. In Romans 8, 26 and 27, here's the big idea. There's help in prayer. Just as this morning, the big idea was about suffering, hope, and glory. In this lesson, verses 26 and 27, the big idea, what the whole idea of the passage we're studying is all about is this. There's help in prayer. Now look, if you will, at Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. It says that the Holy Spirit bears witness or testifies. It bears witness or testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit bears witness. You know, we can know who a Christian is because the Holy Spirit in Scripture has told us. It answers the question Scripture does. What must I do to be saved? So scripture and our spirit combine two witnesses that we are the children of God. But that's not all. When you look at Romans 8 verses 18 through 25 that we examined in the morning lesson, the spirit gives us hope. The Spirit bears witness and testifies that we are God's children. The Spirit gives us hope. 
and reason for hope in the glory that awaits. But now look at these two passages, just two verses, Romans 8, 26 and 27. Notice what it has to say about the Spirit. Likewise, or in like manner, just as the Spirit can bear witness with our spirit that we're the children of God, and just as the Spirit can give us hope of future glory that awaits, likewise, the Spirit helps us. Notice what verse 26 says. The Spirit helps us. And notice what else is said. The Spirit intercedes for us in our prayers. Romans 8, 26 and 27 then, there's help in prayer because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit helps us and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in our prayers. Let's focus just a little more on verses 26 and 27. The Spirit helps us. I don't know about you, but I can use all the help I can get in my walk with God. I can use all the help that I can get in drawing closer to our great and glorious God. And this passage says... The Spirit helps us. And notice what is followed. That's what follows that statement. We do not know how to pray as we ought. I wonder if that ever crossed some of our minds. It's a terribly humbling thought. We think we know how to pray as we ought. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work his good pleasure. I do not always know what the will of God's good pleasure is. And I don't always know what the best way is to work out his good pleasure. Do you? None of us do. And that's precisely why we need help. Sometimes I have an imperfect perspective of what God's will might be. It's not as mature as it should be. Sometimes my own frailties keeps me from seeing God's, God's will and God's purpose to the degree that I ought. And to do God's work in God's way to the degree I should. And what's the best way to go about it? Prayer is very humbling. And what Paul does at this point in Romans 8 is astounding to me. He takes communicating with God and says, Y'all need help even here. Now, if you're thinking about Romans 8, 26, and 27, let me give you three expressions. Just as I gave you suffering, hope, and glory, 
from Romans 8, 18 through 25 this morning. Here's three expressions about prayer. Are you with me? Desires. Desires. Values. Resources. When you and I pray, we are when we don't pray. We're saying a lot about our desires, a lot about our values, and a lot about our resources. Maybe our resources are the idea that I can handle it. So we don't pray, or it becomes something that we do only as a last resort. Nothing in life reflects our desires and values and resources more than prayer. Now, I've mentioned several times that salvation, salvation is Trinitarian. Salvation is a God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit thing. And Romans 8 makes that so apparent But have you ever thought that prayer is Trinitarian too? Prayer, generally speaking, in the New Testament is to the Father, through the Son, with an awareness that the Spirit helps and intercedes. Aren't you glad that each person of the Godhead is involved in prayer? Think about that. Our desires, our values, our resources. You, God, are my ultimate resource. I rely on you. I value you. I treasure you. That's what prayer should really be like. We do not know how to pray as we ought Because we don't understand all of God's purpose and all of God's will. And if we did, we'd have to be God. It's kind of great to know that the Spirit is interceding for us in prayer because that's exactly who He is, God. That brings me to another observation from Romans 8, 26 and 27. And it's this. The passage says, notice this, that the Spirit himself intercedes for us. You see that, everybody? You got it in your copy of the Word of God? Kyle, that's personal, brother. The Spirit himself intercedes for us. Well, not only because we don't know how to pray as we ought but he intercedes for us in prayer with groanings that cannot be uttered. And I love this in Romans 8. Earlier it had spoken about creation groaning in Romans 8, 18 through 25. Then it speaks about us groaning as human beings. And now it speaks of the Spirit groaning.
What does that mean? It means he takes our burdens that we really don't know how and what to pray. And all we can sometimes say is humbly, your will be done, God. But I'm not even sure what that is and how it best looks. The idea is this. The Holy Spirit comes and helps grab the burden that is causing us to groan. And think of it this way. You are on one side of a heavy burden of a log. And the Holy Spirit is on the other. And the Spirit is saying, in this passage, God is saying that the Spirit helps us carry that burden. And the Spirit is able to articulate our burden and groans to God in a way that is fully in harmony with God's will when you and I can't because we don't necessarily know His will completely or His purpose. You ever prayed for something only to become absolutely convinced that it must not have been God's will? Didn't get it? And as time went on, you were glad you didn't get it? Anybody ever prayed a prayer like that? Sometimes we think that something or someone, we pray about that a lot. But we didn't know God's purposes and will fully. But God the Spirit does. That brings me to another truth to consider from Romans 8, 26 and 27. Who knows the mind of God? Who knows the mind of the Spirit? The Father does. The Father knows the mind of the Spirit perfectly. And the opposite of this is in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14. The Spirit knows the mind of God perfectly. They are always perfectly, not just on the same page, they're on the same word, and they're on the same letter of the same word. So the Father knows the mind of the Spirit. And here's the idea, Jim Lorenz. You will not find a more perfect help and intercessor. We have a perfect Savior and Lord who is at the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession for us. Hebrews 7.25 But we also have the perfect Spirit of God interceding for us. And I need all the help that I can get to know and pray God's will and God's purpose and work be done. Notice the last expression of Romans 8.27. Romans 8.27 says, He intercedes for the saints and mark it according to the will of God. 
we can be confident that the Holy Spirit always acts in a way that's in harmony with God's authority and God's approval. Maybe as we think about this and really bring the lesson home, we can pray something like this. Father, your will be done. But please understand that I do not have a perfect understanding of your will and how to best go about it. But even then, I humbly pray your will be done. And maybe we can think, and we ought to think, that I didn't word that so very well but I hope that the spirit who intercedes for us in prayer will take my burden and my groans to your throne God and say it in a way where you will know that I want what is best by you let us pray God how rich life in Jesus is and how rich Romans 8 in particular is. God, we are so glad there's help in prayer because we do not know how to pray as we should so very often. Please help us to learn more how to pray and to pray according to your will. But even then, in our humanity and our frailty, our desires, our values, our resources are only in you, God. And sometimes we too easily forget that. Forgive us. Thank you for the young people in the high school class. And for the way they were able to pray back 1 John 4, 19-21 to you. God, my sincere prayer is that all of us will be able to pray back Romans 8, 26 and 27 to you as well. Because sometimes we groan and don't know how to pray as we should. And we're thankful for the help. That is available. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Scripture. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for forgiveness and salvation. In Christ's name, amen. Two more lessons in Romans 8 and Lord willing, that will be next Lord's Day. And we'll have ended up investing eight lessons in Romans 8. Only makes sense that we ought to have eight lessons at least in Romans 8. I hope you have profited from the study. Should anybody be here tonight that needs to put on Christ in baptism, now's a great time. Through faith, repentance, and baptism, have your sins washed away by the blood of the Lamb and be added to the church of Jesus. And for those of us who are Christians,
isn't it awfully assuring to know that we have help in our prayers? We have help in our prayers. And may God help us to be more and more appreciative of that. Let us stand and sing.